ala <coughs> إن الله لا يغير ما بقوم حتى يغير ما بأنفسهم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم ولمائي كرام respected brothers and elders the situation that we are facing nationally, internationally, locally and abroad has been a, kind, a concern for every Muslim and Muslimah. Not only in the Muslim world, but even across to the world of non-Muslims. Many a time we find that on our dastarkhans, on our tables, or in our discussions, our social get-togethers, the only subject that we find to discuss now is the crime, the fraud, the insecurity, and the conditions the people are facing all the time. Load shedding has become a second to, second to none problem. And so many other problems have become the cause of our discussions when we meet and get together. 
The situation internationally, the people of Gaza, may Allah render upon them special help and nusrat. May Allah let Islam prevail and let his kalima be high. But generally when we discuss this, we find that we are victims of finger pointing and blame and, and blame passing. We always attribute the factor to some problem, some corrupt individual, some person that's doing a corrupt officer, a corrupt mayor, or this, that, or the other. And now it is called theft. The theft is the coal is being stolen, etc., etc., etc. So we find the common problem this to always point the finger at someone else and lay the blame on someone else and feel that that has been the cause of the problem. But Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Nabi Akram sallam has given us a beautiful deen. The deen of Islam, it does not only extend to ibadat and acts of worship. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Nabi Akram sallam has given us many, many signs and many, many ayat and verses that we have to reflect and, point over and ponder over. In the verse that are recited, Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions emphatically, إن الله لا يغير ما بقوم حتى يغير ما بأنفسهم. Allah subhanahu wa taala will not change the situation of a people unless they change what within themselves. Allah subhanahu wa taala mentions emphatically that He will not change the conditions of a people until He will the people change the condition within themselves. So we find the key word in this verse is ما بأنفسهم. Till we don't change what's within ourselves and we come back onto that Islam that Nabi alayhi salatu salam had taught the Sahaba Kiramud. Till then we're not going to see a reduction in our problems. The problem starts with us. And that is what we're going to, we're going to be discussing today inshallah. That we each of us introspect in our lives. What are those factors and what are those things that is stopping us from changing ourselves and coming back onto the original system that Nabi brought unto us. If you have to look at the life of the Sahaba Kiram, the life of the Sahaba Kiram pre-Islam, before the advent of Islam, they were steeped in great acts of vice, great acts of wrongs. In many instances, some of the acts that they had personally committed was much more grave than what we are committing. But when Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent upon them Nabi Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi alayhi salatu salam in the first 13 years of his dawah did not emphasize on ibadat. The acts of ibadat were only revealed when after the migration to Medina Munawwara. For 13 years, 13 strong years, Nabi alayhi salatu salam made an, an, an effort on the heart of the Sahaba. And that was important. We have to come back to the grassroots. Each one of us. Nabi alayhi salatu salam touched the main cord. And that is the heart of every Sahabi and Sahabiya and brought that into moderation. What values Nabi Ali Salaam emphasized upon them was first the value of Tawheed, the oneness of Allah wa Ta'ala. This value system of Tawheed to attribute every event, every happening, and every condition, whether it's favorable or non favorable to the decision of Allah Taala. This was the first teaching of Nabi Salaam. And that gradually progressed wherein the pleasure of Allah Taala became the day and night. If you have to study history, you may never know this incident. When Bilal Taala was given the greatest suffering that one could imagine and can't even imagine on the burning sands of 
Makatul Mukarrama. He was made to lie. What was his statement? Ahad. One Allah. One Allah. Allah, you are one. Immaterial of what persecution I'm going through. I still believe in your one. You being one. You being the unique one. This was the call that came out from the heart, from the tongue of Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala. And then Nabi alayhi salatu salam made such effort on the hearts of the Sahaba that after building strong iman and strong yaqeen and conviction, Nabi alayhi salatu salam made them aware of a world that's coming. The world of the akhirat, the, the system of reckoning, accounting, giving an accountability of our deeds and actions, standing before Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a day will come for each one of us. We'll have to give a hisab kitab. We'll have to answer for our deeds and actions. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that upon them. What was the result? The result was this. فَأَصْبَعْتُمْ بِنِعْمَتِهِ إِخْوَانًا Every sahabi became a brother to his sahabi. Whether he was related to him by lineage or not. But he became a brother to the sahabi. And then, when this unity formed among the sahaba kiram, and they became brothers to each another, then we found that there was a beautiful system of peace, tranquility, and then the number of enemies meant nothing to them. The number of enemies meant nothing to them. Every sahabi was conscious that I am accountable to my Allah. When the Muazzin says, Hayya al-Salah, Yaqeen came into his heart, Yaqeen and conviction came, my success is in the masjid. This was his Yaqeen, that when Allah said, Hayya al-Falah, Come to your success. My success is here. When the call came to abandon their personal bad habits, to abandon it, it was easy for them. It didn't never they did not give it a second thought. Get this vice which I am steeped in for years. At one go to give it up. It was very, very easy. But we have example. We know that for the first first thirteen years of Bakatul Mukarama after Islam. Wine drinking was made was permissible. It wasn't prohibited. In the second and then another three to four years after that, for basically for 17 years in the state of Islam, the prohibition of wine had not yet come. Finally, Allah Taala then prohibited it completely. Prohibited it completely. And I'm going to dis- I'll relate to you the words of Sayyidina Anas bin Malik radiAllahu Taala. Hazrat Anas radiAllahu Taala said, one day. I was give, serving wine to my elders and the people of my tribe. There was a wine drinking session carrying on. A few minutes later, we hear a call coming in the roads of Medina Munawwara. Listen carefully, the public announcer was announcing on behalf of Nabi Akram Wasallam. Listen, wine has now been declared haram. Wine is now completely prohibited. Not even a drink. What was the reaction of the Sahaba? How did they respond? Anas says, My uncle asked me, What is the caller saying? What is the announcer announcing? I said, I told to them, He is announcing that wine is now haram. My uncle then told me, Anas, immediately break down this whole barrel of wine. This wine that you are serving us, immediately. Break it and, and pour it out. Those Sahaba were little in their mouth. As soon as they heard the call, they did not say, let me drink this last drop and thereafter I will stop 
immediately he was booted out. And the historians say on that day when the announcement of wine was announced, the gullies of Madinah Munawwara were flowing with the wine thrown out by the people in compliance to the command of Allah. So this is the iman that's, that's being asked from us. Ya amanu, O those who believe, udkhulu fi silmi kaffa. Come into Islam in totality. Enter into Islam completely. Then this will be the, the value that will come into us. This, as I mentioned, a difficult habit of wine drinking became so simple. An addict will say, give me time. Give me time, I want to reduce it. If I'm, I'm taking so much, give me a weaning of period. I need so many months to wean off. Yeah, look at the reaction. After all, Sahaba Kiram were also human beings like us. They were no different in these aspects. But one thing that became strong into the hearts was the Iman and Yaqeen in Allah Taala. And that's what we require today. That's what desire, that we desire from the Ummah today. When it comes to the woman folk, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala says, when Allah Ta'ala revealed the verse, Initially, the chest, this, the upper chest, was not regarded as an area to be concealed and covered. So the women folk would wear a scarf, they would cover their head, but this upper chest of theirs could be visible. When Allah revealed the verse in Surah An-Nur, Ladies, you need to cover your upper chest. Al-Rajana says, immediately when this ayat was revealed, she says, may Allah have rahm and mercy on the women of the uh, old Muhajirat. Many of them didn't have cloth to immediately cover their chest. They didn't have that amount of cloth available. They took their shawls, they tore pieces of their shawl, and they covered their upper chest in compliance to the command of Allah. They didn't wait for a second. Look, I need to go home now. I'm going to be there in the next 10 minutes or next 15 minutes. Immediately, immediately when this happened, they tore a piece of the shawl that they were wearing and they covered their, their upper chest in compliance to Allah's command. We look further when this, this Iman and Yaqeen, this conviction in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh, the conviction of the Akhirat and the Risalat of Nabi Ali became strong in their hearts. Compliance became very simple. And Islam became a strong force. And what happened after that? This generated a feeling of sympathy, love and muhabbah between each other. Abu Jiham radiallahu ta'ala and says, in the battle of Yarmouk, it was a very severe battle with heavy odds against the Muslims. He says, I went looking for my cousin so I could give him some water to drink. I carried the water with me. When I come to my cousin, I see he's in the last levels of life. He's going to pass away. So we know what feelings will go through a person when he's at his very close person right there and he's about to pass away and he requires water. He says, I'm about to put the water into his mouth. Both of us hear another person groaning next to him. Groaning next to him, also thirsty. He says, my cousin indicated to me, although himself was thirsty, Abu Jaham, give him the water first. Give him the water first. He gave preference to his own life and thirst to someone else. He said, I went to the second person and the same thing happened. I'm about to pour the water into his mouth. And you, you both of us had a third person groaning. That person indicated, it's okay, give him the water first. He said, by the time I got to that person, he had already passed away. 
is I thought, look, at least I can save the life of my cousin's friend. But then I got to, I got to him, he also had passed away. And when I got to the, my cousin himself, he also had passed away. Imagine three Sahaba who gave up their lives, they sacrificed their thirst just for the comfort of the next person. So these are the values of Islam. If we have to bring this value to them ourselves, most definitely, inshallah, we will see the help of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coming. As Allah ta'ala, again, we are, the verse says, Inna Allah la yughayru ma hatta yughayru ma That Allah will not change our condition until we change what we do ourselves. So we are, we, we take an introspection of each, each one of us without blaming someone else that my brother, myself, how much am I compliant to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Do I have this yakin in my heart when the muazzin summons me to come to the masjid that I immediately respond? Or do I the hesitation? Do I delay my salat? Etc, etc, etc. With regards to our acts of worship. When it comes to the rights of others as a good Muslim, what is my behavior? What is my attitude? What is my reaction to the next person? How fair am I? How just am I to the next person? Am I conscious of the next person's feelings? Hazrat Abu Zarqifari radiallahu ta'ala an. And I'm mentioning this story so we can all take a lesson. We can understand that when we, we, we will embrace Islam in the true meaning of Islam, then what values it will bring to us? Abu Zarqifari radiallahu ta'ala an is a very early Muslim. One day somebody noticed that he was just wearing, he had a, <coughs> he was wearing one shawl and the equal shawl for the bottom, he had given it to his slave. And he was wearing a mismatched uh, set of clothes. It was mismatched. So he told Abu Zarr what was the reason for you to wear mismatched clothing? Couldn't you just, uh, you know, be well-fitted and give your slave an orderly uh, uh, cloth to wear? Was there really a need for you to make him look as, uh, you know, give him some kind of style as yourself? She said, listen, one day, in error and mistake, I told Bilal radiallahu ta'ala a very, very severe statement. And the commentator said one day he was, something upset him radiallahu ta'ala and he told Bilal radiallahu ta'ala who was an Abyssinian from a black origin, he told him, oh son of a black woman. That's all I told him. I was angry over something. We had an argument and I told him this. Bilal radiallahu ta'ala took my matter to Rasulullah sallallahu and he said, Ya Rasul sallallahu this is what Abu Zar has taunted me with today. This is the kind of statement he made, he, made, he told to me. Now if you have to compare, Abu Zar radiallahu ta'ala is he's an, he's from an Arab, from an Arab descent. He's a, I do say he's a Pakka Arab. And Bilal radiallahu ta'ala has no relationship with being an Arab. An Abyssinian. Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam summoned Abu Zar Ghifari radiallahu ta'ala. This was the justice of Islam. This was the fairness of Islam. Abu Zar, did you tell him this? He said, Ya Rasul, I did tell him that. Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam told me, Inna kamru'un fika jahiliya. Abu Zar, I can get the remnants of jahiliya inside you. You still on your old tariqah and pattern. Is this Islam? Is racism part of Islam? It's not part of Islam. Abu Zarjanan said, Hazrat, an old man like me still have remnants of Jahiliya. Rizam said, yes. Your attitude towards your Muslim brother, your conduct towards him, the statement that you made, 
of, 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 of uh, revisionism is a khilaf and contradictory teachings of Islam. Abu Zarqilan said, immediately, I put my head on the floor, I said, Bilal, put your leg on my cheek now. This is conscious of akhirat. He made, a, he made an error, he made a mistake. And immediately the thoughts provoked him, that Abu Zarqilan, what answer are you going to give to Allah? He's not just your Muslim brother. This is not Islam. He said, Bilal, put your leg on my cheek. How many of us will eat back our words today? How many of us become apologetic when we say something wrong? Whether it's to our, our helpers, to our assistants, or even right to our own family members. We are so aggressive when it comes to our wives. Or oh, the people around us, people are scared because of our conduct and behavior. And we continue in this manner without any amendments. If this is the, going to be the state of our Iman, then what changes are we expecting? Abu Zarqan told Bilal, put your leg on my cheek now and disgrace me so that I may realize my mistake. And look at the akhlaq of the Sahaba. Look at the character of the Sahaba. Bilal didn't realize that this brother is now apologizing. He said, Abu Zar, can I put my leg on a face that proceeds in tahajjud? I won't put my leg. I will kiss you on your forehead. And he kissed him on his forehead in order to make ma'af with each another. This is the Islam. This is what we require to bring the help of Allah Taala. A Muslim, with our habits, we are sleeping lions. Allah has given us a strength within us. The value of our Iman is unimaginable. We have to come back on it under tariqah. Every Jummah the Imam reminds us, Inna Allah ya'muru bil adil wal ihsan wa ita'izil qurba. What is the meaning of this verse? The verse says, listen, Mu'min, before you wake up from Jummah, Allah is instructing you, you must be just with others. Ihsan, be kind with others. Be a source of comfort to others. Wa ita'izil qurba. Render your help to your family members. Be a source of support to your family members. Be a means of comfort. Allah prohibits you. Allah forbids you from all acts of immorality. My young brother, my young friend. Our Islam teaches us to be honest. Teaches us to be chaste in our lives. If this chastity is not going to come, then what Islam are we, we practicing? Especially now in the month of December, where many and many places work closes, people on holiday. My young brother, Allah Taala loves you. Islam needs your strength. The great support Islam to a large degree was given by your youth and young people. If you look at many of the history of the Sahaba Kiram, in the prime of the youth, they supported Islam. If you, my young brother, if you are listening to me, Allah Taala loves you. Islam needs your support. Become strong in your ways and you can say no. There is the time to say no to bad habits and give up our bad habits only for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to those sisters that are listening, Allah has commanded you with a high level of chastity and modesty. Allah has made your beauty in chastity and modesty, remaining modest, bringing haya into our lives. If we bring these qualities, our sisters become haya full, modest full in their lives. We will see the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coming in torrents. And the end, Allah's help is not far. Allah is not unavailable. Allah is waiting for us to make this change. Especially during the time of December. We know the temptations. And many instances, unfortunately, we find the 
get-togethers of metric ball, dancers, and all these kind of things, they have no connotation with deen. My sister or my brother, if you have made plans, I request you to cancel your plans. Not, not, because, or not just because of this occasion, because we want to incur the help and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then see the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Somebody said very nicely, if you're in temper, if, you're, if the Islam that you are practicing, if the Islam that you are practicing is giving you, uh, is making you aggressive, is making you ill-mannered, rude to others, and breaking ties with others, if the Islam that you are practicing is, is making you ill-tempered and uh, a source of trouble to the others, aggressive, then remember this, that you are not practicing Islam. You are not practicing Islam because this is not Islam. If it's the Islam that you are practicing is coming along with these bad habits, then you are not practicing the Islam that came from Allah Taala and that came from Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala can grant me tawfiq first, and each one of us to start the reformation from myself. Each one of us, we all make this intention, Inshallah, that from today, Inshallah, whatever is the command of Allah Taala, I will be the first to be for it. I will all be the first to respond, and. When it comes to the rights of others, no compromise. Many a times we feel that we incur lots of acts of worship, lots of acts of worship, and this covers for the rights of others, which we have violated, that is incorrect. Ibadat and acts of worship are very good. They bring benefit to us. But we come to the rights of others, Sharia does not allow a person who does acts of ibadah take advantage of ibadah and feel that he be recused on the day of Qiyamah. Each person will have to answer for his actions and for his deeds on that day where the, where the system of justice will be to the highest. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq and hidayat. May Allah reform our akhlaq and character. Allah make us embodiments of peace and sukoon and comfort to the others. May Allah unite the hearts of brothers that are separated just for things of dunya. May Allah unite the hearts of brothers that are fighting with each other just for wealth. And what wealth? Wealth that will perish. We will not even take one copper with us when we die. Every janazah we see this. Which dead person have you buried with his wealth? Which dead person is buried with his assets? The only asset he has is his amal and his deeds. And all are wearing the same uniform. May Allah bring his realization into our hearts. Unite the Ummati Muslimah. Bring those husbands and wives that are having issues. Allah resolve the issues. Allah bring humility into the hearts so that we can love, live with each other peacefully. Allah give us tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah. Uh, just as an announcement, I've, I've been asked by the Madrasa, Madrasa Namia in Camperdown, to give a special dawah to all Muslims that are here and listening for, for the males to attend the Jalsa, inshallah, on the 16th of December. For the youth, tomorrow inshallah there will be a program in Masjid Hilal from Asr to Isha. These programs are there to motivate us. We are to carry motivation. We extend a special dawah to all brothers for the Jalsa on the 16th and for the youth tomorrow. Jazakumullah khair. At Masjid Hilal. Allahu Akbar, 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 Allahu Akbar,
أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الوفلاة حي على الوفلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله <تصفيق> الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فيا أيها الناس وحيد الله فإن التوحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بالصدق فإن الصدق ينجي والكذب يهلك وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ولا تقنطوا من رحمة الله فإن ورحم الراحمين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكون من الخاسرين ألا وإن نفسا لن تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله وأجملوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فإن الله يحب المتوكلين وادعوه فإن ربكم مجيب الداعين واستغفروا يمددكم بأموال وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا دخلوا في السلم كافة ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان إنه لكم عدو مبين إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستهديه ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأصدقهم عيان عثمان وقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدة شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهم من كل الصحابة أجمعين اللهم اكفر لنا ولجميع المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأعياء منهم والأموات اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر الإسلام في غزة اللهم انصر المسلمين في غزة وفي فلسطين وفي جميع بلاد المسلمين يا رحم الراحمين اللهم عجل بنصرهم يا رحم الراحمين اللهم أصلح لنا ديننا الذي وعصمة أمرنا وأصلح لنا دنيانا التي فيها معاشنا وأصلح لنا آخرتنا التي فيها معادنا التي فيها معادنا اللهم اجل الحياة زيادة لنا في كل خير والموت راحة لنا من كل شر إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان ويتأيذ القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيزكم لعلكم تذكرون قال الله تعالى فاذكروني يذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون
Please straighten our lines. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Maliki Yawm Al-Din. Iyaka Na'abudu wa Iyaka Nasta'in. Ihdina Al-Sirat Al-Mustaqim. صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمدا الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمدا الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله استغفر الله اللهم صل على سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا مولانا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم أنت السلام ومنك السلام تبارك الجلال والإكرام اللهم إن على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم لا مان يلما عطيت ولا موت يلما منعت ولا ينفوذ الجد منك الجد ربنا عتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وأرنا مناسكنا وتب علينا إنك نتواب الرحيم اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا ووسع لنا في ديارنا وبارك لنا في رزقنا اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك عبدك ونبيك سيدنا مولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك من نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ومولانا محمد يبارك وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة يا ما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين